Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. I don't really have a key text for tonight. Usually when I preach, I like to have like one key text and we just go off of that. I don't really have that tonight, but I just have some thoughts I wanted to share and a few scriptures to kind of tie it in so you know it's not just my opinion. <laughs> I don't just come up here and ramble, but I actually have a point to what I'm saying. Um, but you know, in, in our generation especially, and, and just it's going to get worse and worse, but we live in a world that's full of advertisement, right? I mean, advertisement's everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you go to a sports game, and like even the building is named after something. Like, that's advertisement. Like, no matter what, advertisements, I'm a big hockey fan, and like on the boards of, of the hockey rink, there's just advertisements everywhere. And so we live in this world of advertisement. And what I've noticed is like, no matter what the product is, or the service, or the event, like, it's always the best thing ever, <laughs> right? It's always the thing that you need. Like, you have to have it. And for some reason, they, I guess, pulled everybody, and everybody loves it. That's what they're advertising. Everybody loves this thing. You're going to need it. And this, if you don't have it, you're missing out. And, man, I think about, when I, when I think about that, you know, I don't know if you guys are, you guys are kind of younger, but maybe on social media and the radio and TV, there's, like, these parties and events that go on around town, and, like, all the time, it's like this kind of scene, that this video or whatever plays. You know, there's different scenes, there's cool music, uh, there's awesome lights, and there's people like dancing and smiling. And then like the, the voiceover, I'm kind of doing a little voiceover of the video or of the radio station, whatever you listen to, they're like, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest party of the year is this Friday night. It's one night only. I'm really good at this, huh? <laughs> One night only. We'll have DJ, burr, 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 loud music. We'll even throw paint at you. Remember, no other event like this has ever happened, and it will never happen again. Don't miss out. I'm going to go on radio after this. I think that's my calling. Um, but, you know, to be honest, that works. <laughs> that advertisement works. And not saying that I go to these events or to these parties because I like to be in bed for like 9.30 most nights. Um, but I get that feeling that I'm missing out. Do you ever feel this way when you see these things around? I like participation. You can say yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, you get this feeling that, man, I'm missing out. And, you know, this feeling can happen often. It's not just in these events and, and this fun example but it's like when you look around and you're trying to live for God, you're trying to give your all for God, and, and you see other people around you, and no one really thinks it's cool that you're living for God, and, and they aren't really living for God, and it looks like they have it all together and that they're having fun and that you're the one missing out. You ever felt that way before? You know, I've been where you've been. I was a Christian in high school. I was a Christian in college. I graduated college. I'm still a Christian. And I was in these environments that you were in. If you're homeschooled, I wasn't there. But in like a public school, in a public setting where all this pressure's around you and you're looking around at everybody else, oh, I'm living for God. But man, these people aren't. And man, they look like they're having a great time. And man, I'm the one who's missing out. But you know, as I, I was preparing this message and thinking about that, God reminded me of so many times, so many experiences in my life when I was walking through those times feeling I was missing out on something else. He reminded me of what he did for me. He reminded me of what happened in my life in high school and in college. And I think it's not that he doesn't want us to have fun. I think he wants to redefine what fun is and what cool is and what we're really missing out on. 
you know, look, I'm here to just tell you, he set me free from my life of sin. You know, I remember back in middle school, I struggled with depression. I was always depressed and didn't know why. Man, I was full of perversion. I just, with, you know, perverted jokes and, and thinking of girls, like all this stuff, just completely disgusting and wicked and depressed and lonely. And all this stuff is happening. And he set me free from that lifestyle. He set me free from that. I'm now here being a benefit to people. That's so weird. Like, I'm up here preaching to you. I never thought in a million years I'd be preaching the gospel to people. That's the power of God. And man, he set me free from the heartache and the pain that comes as consequence to those sins. And he set me free from the control of the enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's given me life and life abundant. So tonight, I just want to share a few things with you, and then I'll be out of your way. Um, I'll just give you three points. And the title of tonight's message is simply, Don't Miss Out. Don't miss out. Let's go ahead and pray real quick. Father God, I thank you for tonight once again, Lord. God, I pray you anoint me to preach and speak your word. I pray you anoint the ears who are going to hear it, Lord. God, every distraction be broken off. Open their minds and their hearts to receive your word. God, this is a timely word. God, someone in here needs to hear this, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak to them, God. And they wouldn't just listen and move on, but they'd listen, God, and just get it and apply it to their life, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. What I'm saying tonight is don't miss out on God. He is a very present help in time of need. He has given you a purpose. He has what you're truly desiring. And the world, they're trying to pull you the other way. They're trying to tell you, you don't need God. I'm here to tell you tonight, you might want to consider God because that's where you'll find some purpose. He wants you to draw near to him. And so my first point of the night is don't miss out on true satisfaction. Don't miss out on true satisfaction. You know what's crazy? I've noticed um, we have this natural desire to always be comfortable and content, right? Like even when you're sitting down, you want to kind of like adjust your seat to get comfortable. Even when you're in this awkward place with like a family reunion, you don't know anybody, you're just like checking your phone to text a friend like, get me out of here because you just want to be comfortable and you want to be content. You want to be just happy. You want to eat some cake and just lay down and take a nap. That's what you don't want to study. You don't want to do homework. You just want to relax and be content. And you know what? That's not a terrible desire. Those aren't bad things uh, to, to, to want. But what I've realized in my life and other people's lives is that we run to things that don't really meet the desires. We think they do, but they really don't. And it's only a temporary fix. So maybe in the moment, it's like, oh, yeah, that helped. And then after a while, it's like, that didn't really help at all. So, you know, I like video games. Um, if you want to catch an L on the sticks anytime, let me know. UFC, NHL, not Madden. I see Josh looking at me. He beats me in Madden a lot. Um, you know, UFC, NHL, Halo. I love me some Halo and Halo players. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. So, if, you know, I love that stuff. But even after playing for a few hours, for a little while, it gets kind of boring. Any other guy with me or lady? Uh, it gets, like, after a while, I was like, okay, I had enough of this. Okay, it was fun in the moment, but now it's like, Boring. Same thing when I think of sports. I love sports. Hockey, football, track and field, curling. It's an Olympic sport. You know, I love all those things. And when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, how many like the B-dubs? Oh, my goodness. That's so good. But when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, it's like sports overload, right? Like sports are everywhere. And I love sports. And I'm just like, 
And by the way, guys, it's not my notes, but don't ever take a girl, like a first date, to beat up. So you'd be like super distracted by all the TVs. You'll never get to know her and she's going to hate you. But anyway, even after I finished eating, I'm still ready to go home. Even though I'm in this place full of TVs and the next game's going to start, I still want to go home. Why? Because after a while, sports just doesn't do it anymore. It just doesn't satisfy. And check this out. We live in a world that is full of artificial and generic but we are truly looking for something that is authentic and genuine. Let me say it again. We live in a world that is full of artificial and generic, but we are truly looking for something that is authentic and genuine. You know, this world is full of temporary things, so there must be something more. There has to be something beyond this. And I, like many in here, know what that something more is, and it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And I have just two scriptures that the Bible is, I mean, endless on who God is and what he does for us. But I just have two scriptures I'll share real quick in regards to that. It's Psalms 103, verse 1 through 6. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, and redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. So look at what God does for us. Forgives sins, heals us, redeems us. That's amazing. No, Nothing on earth can even match that. And look at Psalm 16, 8 through 11. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken. For he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. (laughs) That's some awesome, awesome scripture. That is something to stand on. That is something to go back and read over again and to ponder how much God provides for us. And, you know, this world, you know, terrible situations happen. I'll talk about one coming up. But things happen, and and we don't know always where to run to. We try to run to different things, thinking that's going to do it, or that's going to do it, or that's going to solve the problem. But they don't. But when we run to God, you know, in the midst of a terrible situation, we can find hope and strength and peace and comfort in his presence, right in his presence, even in a dark time in your life. You know, I said it kind of like this when I was doing my notes. When you have nothing, everything else can seem like something. But when you have something, everything else becomes nothing. I'll say it again. When you have nothing, everything else can seem like something. But when you have something, everything else becomes nothing. And God is that something. And everything else fails in comparison. Am I just saying that because I'm a good Christian? No, I'm saying that because I've experienced that in my life, y'all. Because I've been through this before. I've been serving God for 10 years. I've seen a lot. And I've come to find out in my 24 years of life that Jesus is enough beyond anything this world can offer. You know, I'll give you some more examples. I love money. I mean, I, I love money. And I, I love Mesh's Donuts. I don't know if y'all saw my picture on Facebook during a... Uh, Valentine's Day, but I had my photo session with some Mesh's Donuts because that's the love of my life. So I love money. I love Mesh's Donuts. Matter of fact, at any given moment, any time of day, 
if you would come and bring me one or the other or both, I would be very excited and I would be very, very happy in that moment. So let's go ahead and take a missions offering up from the Matthew Hassling Food Foundation. You're going to feed a single white male in America. So <laughs> praise God. <laughs> but no, you know, those things are cool. I love those things. But in the moment, that'd be exciting. But after a while, if something worse came along, they wouldn't have the same feeling anymore. If something worse happened, I wouldn't get that same feeling. And I'm thinking about the time when my grandfather died back in 2012. Uh, my world was shook. I was pretty close to him. We ate lunch almost once a week, and uh, I got to know him pretty well toward the end of his life. And we got close. And, man, my world was shook. And, you know, death has a way of doing that. I'm sure you've all experienced someone close to you who's passed away. And you remember that feeling where, like, you don't even want to get out of bed. You don't even want to work. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to do anything because, man, that was just so, like, oh, man, it just shook me up. But you know what got me through as I was grieving? It wasn't my bank account. I didn't just go to my bank and say, oh, I got all this money in here. Whew, I'm good. He passed away. I'll be fine. No, that didn't, that didn't matter at the time. And it wasn't drugs or alcohol. And it wasn't some wild parties where it's okay, if I just get some loud music on and people around me, I'm just going to forget about it. No, you know what it was? It was the word of God, his presence, and the close friends around me that live the same lifestyle that I do in his presence. You know, I think of a time when I first found out that he had cancer. Uh, I remember that night, I was just so like, whoa, like I knew the end was coming. And I remember I was in my room and Blake, we were living together at the time. I mean, he came and just sat with me for probably like two hours while I just cried and, and we just talked and he just sat there with me. And man, a scripture came to my mind. It was Proverbs 18, 24. It says, a man of many companions may come to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Man, that's scripture right there, y'all. What Blake was doing there with me, that was God providing for me in a time of need. And just real quick, do you have friends like that? Are your friends like that? Do they have that stability where they stand with you even in your darkest times? Because if you don't, you never look at your friends. You need to check that out. Because I, I'm telling you, a true friend that sticks closer to the brother is greater than many friends on Facebook. It's so much better. And the Lord puts that community around us so that they can stand with us and help us in time of need. So, man, that was one scripture and one instance that God just came to me in my time of grieving. The other time, man, I remember I was a janitor at a, a restaurant and marketplace, uh, and I was in the front kind of sweeping and mopping. And so basically everybody's walking in and out. And this is right after my grandfather passed away, and I just wanted to cry. I mean, I just, I didn't really care who was watching. I just wanted to, to cry while I'm mopping and uh, all that stuff. And I remember just staying strong enough, and, and God brought the scripture to my, my attention. It was Revelations 21.4. It says, He will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Man, I was sweeping and mopping. That scripture came to me, and I was like, whoa. He'll wipe away every tear. Death's not going to be anymore. And I was still grieving, but I was getting excited. I got some hope finally. Man, it's not forever. I won't mourn forever. We'll live forever. But look, you don't find that type of insurance at the bottom of a beer bottle. And you don't find that kind of comfort in a dark, crowded room with loud music where everybody goes and hides their insecurities. 
a bunch of insecure people in a dark room. You don't find that there. And you don't find that hope in your bank account. This hope, comfort, and satisfaction is from the one that made you. It's from the one that created you. Man, I'll tell you what, I can spend time in God's presence, even like just worshiping here with you guys, and I'm just re-energized. I'm just excited. You know, I could read his word, and man, I feel so satisfied. You ever read scripture, and you're going through something in life, and you open the Bible, it's a random page, and you start reading, like, whoa, and it was like right for you? You guys never had that happen? Like, I would just be like, oh, what's the scripture of the day? Oh, my goodness, that's what I'm going through. That is the power of God. You get affirmation and everything in it in the Word of God. And man, there's no feeling like being used by God and someone benefits from it. That feels so amazing and nothing can compare to it. Which leads me perfectly to my next point. Don't miss out on the anointing of God. So the first is don't miss out on true satisfaction that's found in His presence. The second is don't miss out on the anointing of God. So what's the anointing? I won't go into too depth of a study because I want to stick to the point I'm trying to make. But it's basically back in the gap, it was known to have been a mark of respect or honor to rub oil or ointment on someone's head. So often it'd be for like a leadership position, like such as a king or prophets or priests. And sometimes, I thought this was pretty cool, it's a sign by a host to his guests when he has a party that he honors them. So heads up, if you come to my house, I will be putting oil on your forehead. Just deal with it. I honor you. <laughs> so I wish we'd bring that back. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but tonight, the anointing I'm talking about, if I can ever get my notes to stop sticking together. There we go. The anointing I'm talking about tonight is being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's being in you and around you to operate in your life, not only for your benefit, but for the Lord to use you to love and serve others. Tonight, the anointing I'm talking about is that Holy Spirit anointing inside of your life. In 2 Corinthians 1, 21-22, it says, Now it is God who establishes and confirms us in joint fellowship with you in Christ, who has anointed us, which is empowering us with the gifts of the Spirit. It is He who has also put His seal on us, that is, He has certified us as His, and has given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as a pledge, like a security deposit to guarantee the fulfillment of his promise of eternal life. So man, he anointed us with the Holy Spirit. And before I go any further, let me say this. You are never too young for the anointing of God. You are never too young for the anointing. You're never too young to be used by God. Please listen to me, because I remember being in high school and thinking, man, I'm a freshman right now. I promise you, God, when I'm a senior, oh, I'll start, I'll start telling people about you. And then when I got to seniors, like, well, I'm not in college. Okay, God, when I'm in college, that's what I'm going to tell them. And then I go back to being a freshman again in college, because it just starts over for some reason. So I go back, and I'm a freshman. Okay, when I'm a senior again, and it never stopped. And so one day I realized, I can be used by God no matter what age I am. There is no age requirement or talent requirement or good looks requirement, which I know I excelled in the last one. Thank you. I know. Appreciate it, guys. Okay. No other comments, please. Thank you. Uh, there's no other requirement. There's only two requirements that I've found in Scripture. is one, that Jesus is the Lord of your life and that you are a pure and holy vessel. For the Holy Spirit, He's Lord of your life 
and that you're a pure and holy vessel. 2 Timothy 2, 20-22, it says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. But verse 21, If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil made holy for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. You see, as you become more pure and holy, the anointing of your life on your life increases. It increases. The more holy you get, it increases. The more pure you get, it increases. The more your faith builds up, it increases. That's why you see certain people able to do certain things. is because the anointing of our life is based on how their life is lived. You know, if I can be honest, there has been lulls in my walk with the Lord where I haven't always made holiness and purity a priority. There's times where I just kind of would run to sin or something wrong. And man, I feel like when I can feel the anointing sometimes, I'd feel it lifting off my life when I knew I wasn't really doing what I should have been doing. There's been times where I wasn't really reading the Bible much or praying much. And man, not reading, not praying, I'd start feeling depressed again. I'd start dealing with anxiety. I'd start getting angry all of a sudden. And like, why am I getting angry? Because that anointing is lifting that Holy Spirit. Not that I'm not still a Christian of God, but the fact is my pure and holiness is slowly lifting away because I'm running away from it. But pure and holiness is what brings the anointing of God. As a matter of fact, I remember I was driving my car one time, going to a friend's house, and the Lord spoke to me. And he said, Matt, do you want to be average or do you want to be anointed? Because if you want my anointing, you can't be average. He said, do you want to be average or do you want my anointing? Because if you want my anointing, you can't be average. What's average? Well, here, what I think it is. It's selling for less than your potential and meeting the lower standards that others set for themselves. Average is often what is good enough or normal just to get by. It's not really committing or trying. It's just foolishness. Is everybody tracking along? That's what average is when I think about it. Man, everybody else around you doing it? Okay, I'm just going to do it too. No one's really trying in school? Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to try either. Man, no one's lifting their hands in worship? Okay, I won't either. No one's singing? I'm not, I'm not going to sing either. Man, that's average, man. That's settling. But you know in your heart, because if you're a Christian and God's called you, the Holy Spirit's you know, pulling you. He says, draw near to me. I'll draw near to you. He wants to be close to you. So he's pulling you and pulling you. And you feel that tugging against you. And you unleash that. Watch what happens in your life. Watch what happens. You don't settle for average. Listen, you were made for greatness. You were made for something great. Your life is not by accident. Listen, I dealt with depression growing up. I know. I thought my life was a waste of time, that I didn't even need to be on earth. I don't really con you know, consider suicide, but I consider the fact like, man, I go to a place, who cares? No one cares if I'm there or not. That's so not true. Because look what I'm doing right now. I mean, and what, what do you have inside of you that God gave? He has something great. <laughs> he has something so great. Man, walk in excellence and purity and holiness in every area. Man, at school, what if you tried your best? Man, here at church, what if you really dug into the scripture and really worshiped when we worshiped together and really made friends? What would happen? Man, when you're at home, what would happen if you just did what your parents told you to do instead of stop rebelling? 
how much more power would you have in your life and greatness would be bestowed because you are moving in purity and holiness. Look, don't compromise. Don't let some sin entice you any longer. Don't let nonsense hold you back from the anointing of God. My question tonight is why settle? Why settle for anything else? Why miss out on that? You know, I love preaching. This is so much fun for me. I love coming up here and, and just having a good time and sharing scripture. This is awesome. I get to walk in my faith and help you in yours. But you know, if I compromise, then these opportunities are taken from me. I don't take this for granted. You know, and I'm not saying this perfect guy who has it all together. I'm saying I'm pursuing holiness. And what would you think if I'm up here preaching to you today and tomorrow you hear news about me, about something stupid I did? That would take all credibility right out of everything I said tonight. True? So man, this is awesome though. Because I remember last time I preached, I'm not, this is all glory to God, but people were coming up to me and saying, man, like God, like God spoke to me when, when you preached that last time. God, like man, I got something. Do you know that feeling I get inside when I hear that? That does, I mean, nothing compares to that. No video game, no sports, no just hang out with friends compares to that feeling when someone says, hey, God used you and it affected my life. And I'm not just saying that for me. God wants to use you to affect other people's lives. And watch what happens when you get the feedback that you affected somebody else with your faith. Man, nothing compares. When I get to tell someone about Jesus, we did on the cross for them, and they find true satisfaction. They're running to getting drunk and getting high and, you know, all these other addictions that they deal with. But, man, they finally find true satisfaction. For me, no amount of sin can compare to that feeling of watching them go through that, like, revelation and freedom that they experience. You know, if the anointing to preach means that I must live a holier life than what others think is necessary, then so be it. So be it. And, you know, I've been able to be used by God to, to heal people. I've prayed for people and they've gotten healed. Some ankles, backs, sickness, arm. Like, heal, it's crazy. That's an awesome anointing when you watch somebody get healed. So that means I have to live by a higher standard in my music and my TV shows, and the people I hang out with to keep that anointing, then so be it. Because that feeling is far greater. And what's going to compare to that? What selfish desire of mine is going to compare to watching someone else get set free? I'm telling you, there, there's nothing. Man, temporary vices and sin does not impact people the way that the Lord does. <laughs> you know, what, what good is it if I'm pursuing selfish desires or I get super rich but never help somebody out in their faith and their walk with Christ. It's all for naught. But this is eternal. This stuff lasts forever, far beyond. What's happening tonight inside of you is going to last far beyond if you take it seriously enough. And God can make a difference. And you know, maybe as I'm saying this stuff, you know, you feel like I'm really not where I need to be. You know, Matt, you're saying be pure and holy. I'm not pure and holy. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the other end. But I'm telling you, God wants to use you now, and he can forgive you now. You could start now. <laughs> God, you know, I say it like this, Jesus doesn't come to condemn your past. He wants to rescue your future. He wants to rescue your future. So not only does he want to use you now, he wants to use you later on in your life. It doesn't just stop in high school or college. It keeps going. <laughs> I'm out of college. It keeps going. And he wants to keep using you. And so that leads us to our final point, is don't miss out on eternity don't miss out on eternity. You know, the first two points of true satisfaction and the anointing and the presence of God, it ties into this one. Because <laughs> that 
satisfaction is going to last for eternity. And that anointing, the Holy Spirit, who is forever, will be there forever. So that doesn't end. And so don't miss out on eternity. You know, in 1 John 2.17, it says, And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. But can I let you know an inside secret that I found out in life? We're all going to die someday. That's just, that's just it. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to die someday. And I'm not the type of person that's going to guilt trip you or scare you. Like, if you die tonight, what would happen? I don't preach like that. But it is a possibility, right? <laughs> I'm here to say this. I heard a message like that eight years ago. Of, if you die tonight, what would happen? And it's been eight years, and I'm still here. So that means that I need God in this life and the next life. It's not just fire insurance of, oh, I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven. No, he wants here on earth for you to encounter him and to know him. Man, I believe when you make that true commitment to submit under Jesus' lordship, that eternity starts for you now because your spirit's eternal and the Holy Spirit's eternal. So death's not really a period, it's just more of a comma. You know, what you're experiencing on earth right now in the presence of God you're going to experience for all eternity. And man, it's like, I guess like a sample. You know, you kind of try a sample at Costco and then you buy the actual thing. Like this is just a little sample of what God has for us for eternity. You know, but he has that whole bag of, oh my goodness, what was it? The teriyaki chicken? Mm. He has a whole bag waiting for us. It's not just a sample. It's for eternity. You can have more than just what's here on earth. You know, I heard it said this way as well. As Jesus didn't just come to get you into heaven, he wants to put heaven inside of you. He didn't come just to get you inside of heaven. He wants to put heaven inside of you. Yes, in this world that's still full of sin and death and destruction, we can have the presence of God where there's joy, peace, healing, and comfort. And all I'm saying tonight is don't miss out on the Lord for a temporary moment of something else that doesn't satisfy. And look, I know living for him is not always easy. I know you have peer pressure and people who look at you Man, why are you doing all that stuff? What's the point? I mean, you're wasting your time. That's foolishness. I know you have that peer pressure. I know you have a social status, and you want to be cool, and you want to be hip, as the kids say. You want to belong and be accepted and appear like, man, I have it all together. And I know you want to enjoy life and have fun. But man, oh man, it is fun when you live for God. It is fun when you see the Spirit of God move in your life. It is fun when you pray for your family for restoration and it happens. That is fun. <laughs> I was talking to Pastor Ray a little earlier. You know, I can go out on a Friday night and you can go downtown and do something stupid and crazy and wake up the next morning and forget you even did it. But what if on a Friday night you went and worshiped God and watched the depression break off your life? Tell me, which one sounds better? <laughs> I mean, real talk, just ask yourself that. Which one sounds better? Oh, man, we got we did all this stuff. I can't remember any of it. Oh, I met that girl. Cool, you met that girl, but you still deal with anxiety. Like, but God can set you free. So don't miss out. You know, if you compare life with him and life without him, who's really missing out? You know, I've never, ever, ever, where's your team? You can come up here if you want. I've never, ever, ever heard someone say, man, if I could have just gave my life to Christ later on, it would have been so much better. I mean, I really, really wish I could have just partied more, got drunk more, slept around more, kept in my addictions to, to drugs. 
man, if I could have just done that longer, I would, I would give my life to Christ later and that would have been fine. No, you know what it always is? It's always the opposite. Why can't I give my life to Christ sooner, man? Why can't I have known him sooner? There's so much joy and peace and hope. I wish I wouldn't have waited or pushed it off. Man, y'all, y'all grew up in church maybe. Maybe it's your first time here. I don't know. But why push it off any longer? If you listen to somebody who's been through this lifestyle that we think is cool we're missing out on, go talk to somebody that's been through it. Ask Pastor Brady even. I get so encouraged by his testimony. He's encouraged by mine because he went through some stuff, man. He had to go through some stuff. And God set him free and delivered him. But there's so much stuff I get to avoid that he had to go through. And I look at his life, man, I say, God, thank you. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for protecting me from that. Man, don't miss out. You know, tonight, you can go ahead and stand with me. Tonight, you know, you have an opportunity to give 100% to the Lord, and I encourage you to do it. Don't settle for anything less than the Lord and His will. Listen, don't miss out on the satisfaction, on the anointing, and on the eternal life that's full of purpose and plans, that's full of life and life abundant. You know, you can start now. You don't have to stay where you are. You have a chance to get where God wants you to be. You know, some people in here, again, you might feel like, man, I've gone too far, or I'm too far gone. (laughs) Nah. The Bible says God's hand is a long that he'll reach out. The Bible says that he leaves the 99 to go after the one. You're never too far gone. And you can start tonight. (laughs) You can start, I'm not missing out. Starting tonight, I'm not missing out anymore. Yeah, I was kind of playing church or whatever, but tonight, I'm not missing out. Not only in this life, but for eternity. You know, I was thinking about this the other day too. Think if heaven had an Instagram. I just think for a moment, if heaven had an Instagram, and we saw one video, and then they just posted one video of heaven. How amazed would we be at that one video to where all my other cool posts that y'all don't really like much wouldn't even compare to the heaven of what we see in heaven. Man, I don't want to miss out on that for eternity. The presence of God for eternity. So tonight, what we'll do I'm not going to do an altar call or anything, but in your, in your chair right there. If you want to close your eyes real quick. You know, maybe you need to repent and ask for forgiveness and to be set free from a life of sin. Maybe it's time for you to say, you know what? Yeah, I was missing out, but I don't want to miss out anymore. Listen, when your heart's pure, it says believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you shall be saved. You can repent tonight and ask for forgiveness, which we'll do in a moment here. And for others in here, maybe you've been knowing God and saying you're living for Him, but your lifestyle didn't really match up to it. You feel like you are missing out. <laughs> There's been times in my own life where I'd come to church, people would be saying, like, God's doing all these things in my life, and I would have this apathy, like, man, I don't really care. But the reason I had that apathy was because I was running to sin and other things to satisfy me, and I was losing that just joy from God. So maybe you're in that category of, man, you know what? I've been kind of apathetic in my faith, but I don't want to miss out. 
And so tonight, let's just make a declaration. I'll, I'll, I'll close in prayer. But if you mean it, just declare it. God, I'm not missing out tonight. Lord, I don't want to miss out. Just make that declaration that you choose the Lord and his purpose for your life. So come on, let's just take a moment real quick. We'll just pray corporately. You can pray for yourself and in your own heart or speak it out, whichever. But God, I, I thank you first and foremost for your forgiveness, Lord. God, I've always been the one. I've never been the nine-nine. always been the one trying to escape and get out. But your love pursued me. Your love captivated me. So God, I stand with those in here, Father, who maybe are living a lifestyle that's impure, that's rebellious. God, a lifestyle that's full of sin and addiction. And Lord, I stand with them and ask that you forgive us, God. Forgive us, Lord, for our sin and our iniquities, Father God. Forgive us, God, for our selfishness, God, and living in impurity when you called us far greater. God, forgive us for living average, Lord when you've called us to much greater than average, God. God, I pray right now that as we ask for forgiveness, you'd forgive us, God. We repent, which means to turn away. Come on, you don't have to go back. God can set you free tonight, and you don't have to go back. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for your grace. Your grace, we don't deserve it. We can't earn it, yet you die for us and say, it is finished. That you won the war for us. And so, God, I pray tonight for every person that's standing with that prayer, God, that they would just feel that forgiveness and break the shame, break the condemnation, God. God, let them just get on your path and get into your word and get into your presence. And, God, I pray for that kind of second group, Lord. Lord, I pray we stand tonight. We declare we're not going to miss out, Father God. We're not going to miss out. We're not going to run to sin. We're going to run to you. God, you truly satisfy us, Lord. God, you bring us hope. You bring us victory. You bring us joy. You bring us peace. You bring us healing, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. We don't want to miss out. God, I thank you that you have a purpose for all of us in this room. And Lord, I pray that we don't miss out on the anointing of God. Come on, some of you need to increase your standards in the way you're living, in your lifestyle. Come on, I'm not going to tell you what that is. The Holy Spirit's going to convict you on what that is. He's going to show you. He's going to reveal it to you. Ask Him, Lord, what's in my life that's not pleasing to you? What's impure? What do I need Him to raise my standard in? He'll show you. He'll show you. Come on, He wants a pure and holy vessel. He said, you'd be ready for the Master's use while you're in high school, while you're in college, while after, and you go and have a family and have a business, whatever, you are always ready for the master's use and purity and holiness. And I pray we don't miss out on the anointing. Thank you, God. And finally, eternity. That we won't miss out on eternity starting now. Oh, you can have the presence of God now and then forever. (laughs) And in the midst, when someone passes away, in the midst when something goes wrong in life or transition or you don't know where to look or who to trust that God would be there for you he'd be there every step of the way and until that day comes where we leave this earth and go to heaven may we make the presence of God normal so when heaven gates open for us we'll just walk in because we know the presence of God so we experience it here on earth thank you Lord God, I just pray for every student, every person in here tonight, Lord. I pray that this word would go deep into their heart. And God, let fruit 
come from it, Father God. God, as I share in my own life these examples, I pray they'd have examples of this, God. God, you use people in here to preach the gospel. You use people in here to heal people. You use people in here to be an influence in their school that would change a generation. God, they wouldn't be average anymore, Father God, but they would excel and gain influence with people to glorify you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. God, I break off depression tonight. I break off anxiety tonight. I break off pornography addiction tonight. I break off drug addiction tonight. In Jesus' name, we're starting fresh and we're not missing out on God. Thank you, Lord. God, I pray as we leave here, you protect every single one of them, Lord. I thank you for who you are and what you're doing tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.